Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. I'm going to jump right in today with a, a page from this fantastic little book that I've been reading. It is called Life is a Metaphor, uh, written by George Pransky, and he is a um, lifelong psychologist and a founder of bringing this understanding of the mind that was initially seen by Sidney Banks, this Scottish uh, philosopher. And George was responsible for meeting Sidney Banks and bringing uh, Sid's perspectives, his understanding of the mind that I share with you here, into the world of psychology and making it more mainstream within kind of the uh, traditional ideologies of psychology. So trying to kind of flip it on its head. Uh, Anyway, so he's a dear uh, colleague and mentor of mine. And this is his most recent little book. It's almost the size of a zine. It's quite small and it's lovely to uh, flip through. But this specific metaphor, this, this one little page just smacked me upside the head because it was, (laughs) well, it's like uh, hearing the truth about myself. (laughs) And uh, anyway, I'll read it for you. And then I'll share with you my reflections and why why I'm wanting to share this with you here today. So the metaphor is titled The Spotlight and the Floodlight. George writes, My early career in psychology was all about gaining awareness as the first step in personal growth. Then the philosopher Sidney Banks told me that awareness is the enemy of change because awareness promotes self-consciousness and ultimately self-absorption. Awareness is a spotlight that focuses on you, the individual, and how you are different. Doing so creates a feeling of separateness. Instead of using a spotlight, Sidney suggested that change comes from stepping back from you, the individual, and instead casting a floodlight on the nature of the human experience and how we are all the same. Doing so normalizes us and builds a feeling of connectedness. (laughs) 
why this was so insightful for me. And frankly, it's quite recent. So there's more to come, I'm sure, from this. But, you know, as I've shared with you all on the podcast before, um, I was raised in a family of therapists. I went to college and uh, graduated with a degree in psychology. It has it was my initial focus for so long, right? Even before my years as a professional dancer, it was just my focus, my own behavior, my own uh, thinking, my own little flaws. And similar to what George is talking about, not similar, just exactly the same, <laughs> was that for years, and frankly, it's kind of an unlearning that I'm still in the midst of myself, digging and looking for these different little pieces of me, these little quirks, right, that we all have, um, has been kind of the the guiding principle of the education that I have from my past, right? And it is, it's, a, it's kind of a group think thing that we all have in this self-development world around, you know, become really vigilant and hyper aware of our behavior and start to look at whether it be our history, our past, um, our conditioning, we start to look at all the little different details inside, you know, our complex mind, you know, all the content of our thinking so that we can become aware of those things and therefore be able to move past them or move on from them. And what has happened for me, which this little quick metaphor page brought up for me was, and I see it, sidebar, I see it over and over again, not only in myself when it rears its ugly head, but also in my clients and every well-intentioned person around me, frankly, we all really fall in the trappings of that it feels really comforting to know the source of our isms, right? It feels really comforting to know kind of the container we're working within, looking at all of these different little quirks, like I said earlier, and how they influence us and how they have impacted the way that we are in the world. I can absolutely see why that looks like a good idea. And, you know, you know, when things come up, I'm sure, I mean, frankly, <laughs> even this morning, you know, things will come up for me and I do that. My mind and all of our minds are really bent to analyze why we are feeling a certain way, why we are thinking a certain way. And it's really doing that because we experience, we have different experiences that potentially make us uncomfortable or upset or insecure. And we want to figure out why. So that way we supposedly can either feel better through that experience next time or avoid it completely. 
And the reality is, all of that efforting is a lot of mental gymnastics that just keep us in a spin, that also keep us separate from others, like Sid and George are saying here in the page. You know, it keeps us separate from others. It keeps us separate from life because we're up in our minds chewing on something. And it keeps us separate from who we are now, right? Because we can have, or we do have this deeper intelligence that is constantly moving us forward and giving us information that is relevant to who we are now. But we spend all this time up in our minds, up in the movie theater of our brain, analyzing and becoming vigilant of our behavior and trying to figure out why and da 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 da. And do you see how that can keep us away from our true selves and keep us away from the present moment? You see, that's not where true peace resides. That is not where true healing resides. True healing resides in the present moment when we are fully immersed in the experience of whatever is present. And here's the deal. When I say whatever is present, meaning whatever feeling is present, whatever experience you're in is present. Here's the deal. I recently had my colleague and mentor uh, say this to me, and I it just was a wonderful realization. She said, Jess, we are no longer in the business of overcoming experience. And I said, she had said that to me because I was struggling around something, you know, and uh, I had reached out to her and spoke to her about it because I was thinking, what is my blind spot here? What am I missing about myself that's not, that's not clicking? Like is, you know, thinking that there was kind of this hidden little gremlin in my brain that had all the answers to my issues, you know, or this little gremlin in my brain that was creating issues and I couldn't see it, right? And instead of getting into the details, she immediately just pulled me way back. And she said, listen, we have this huge, wide spectrum of emotion and feeling that we are going to experience at any moment of any given day. It's just that our relationship to some of those feelings is more fraught. You know, none of us really enjoy feeling insecure or upset or sad or um, uncomfortable. So our relationship to those feelings is tense. Whereas our relationship to feelings of happiness and joy and contentment right? Our relationship to those feelings, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't even think twice about those. 
bring them on. But the second that I'm in kind of anything that is uncomfortable, right, I tend to then relate that feeling to whatever it is that I'm kind of chewing on. So, you know, if let's say, you know, my my kind of soft spot is my business. So I will, as I've shared with you before, if I'm feeling any kind of uncomfortable feeling and I'm sitting there trying to work on things with my business, I immediately will kind of collapse the two things together. And my brain will assume that I'm having these feelings because I'm having issues with what's ever going on outside of me, right? Oh, it's because you don't like to do that certain thing, or you're not very good at that certain thing. Or maybe you're not actually good enough to move forward on that idea that you have. All of these different things, right? All of these different ideas that come to me, they could be very different from yours. They are going to be very different from yours because every single one of us, every single one of the 7 billion people on this planet have different combinations of memories, ideas, beliefs, insecurities. None of them out of 7 billion are the same. None of them. So instead of kind of getting into how do I, how do I, again, I reached out to her, not even realizing this is what I was asking, but it is. How do I overcome these feelings of, of uncomfortability when I'm in my, you know, it's not my work, because when I'm actually in my work with you, with clients, speaking to people, I am in flow. That feels amazing. But when it gets to, you know, kind of the, backside of the business, taking steps, making moves, you know, how do I grow things? That's the stuff that I get all caught up in. And I was essentially just getting kind of tired of having that uncomfortable feeling. So when I called her, it was out of, hey, give me a shortcut. How do I get out of this? Not even a shortcut. It was almost like, again, like I said before, what's the gremlin I can't see? Because as soon as I see the gremlin, then I'll have more understanding and then I'll feel better because I'll know it when it shows up. Jeez. <laughs> so much. So when she said that, she goes, again, Jess, we are not in the business of overcoming experience. What's more important, and this is me saying this to you, what's more important is recognizing that safety and security are not up for grabs. Your okayness is not up for grabs. They're inherent. They're built in. So how do you think you would navigate these different emotions knowing that your okayness, your safety and security were not up for grabs? It feels so different. At that point, 
it's like, well, okay, let's take the ride of all the emotions because who cares? And I don't know about you, but right now I feel deeply connected to you. Because I know that we all experience all the same themes. We're all on the same ride together. It's just that you might be on a loop-de-loop while I'm climbing up the hill. Or I might be on the loop-de-loop while you're coming down the other side. That's it. That's all. It's the fullness of being alive It's the fullness of our human experience. So instead of spending so much time on what is so different inside of us, what I would love for you to start to have eyes on is what makes us the same. And... I'll repeat, the fact that your safety and security is never up for grabs. How does that help you in seeing any and all feeling that come and go invariably? I think we'll end there. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram, at What Moves You with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at whatmovesyouwithjesse.com and please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.